This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, Corey Smith, at Corey R. Smith on Twitter, Pack Pride. Uh, how you doing, man? I appreciate your time. Um, I, I wish we were talking about, uh, you know, Wolfpack after a win. Uh, what's your general takeaway from what we saw last night? Yeah, I'm doing well. I was joking with Victoria about this beforehand. I was like, man, I, you know, I haven't been on in a while, but I, I kind of understand nobody really wants to talk about NC State here oh, lately. come on. Um, come on. We'd just like to give you guys a rest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, uh, I, you know, in all honesty, it was a, uh, you know, a frustrating loss um, in, in multiple senses because of the fact that you call all the way back and uh, the, the way that it ended – uh, not being able to hit shots at the end of the game there. And, and again, like you were just pointing out, the D.J. Burns uh, technical foul, the flagrant foul uh, that led to multiple, you know, free throws being able to be taken. Uh, you know, it's, it's a frustrating night for NC State. It's also frustrating because of the way you play defense in the first half, not being able to stop Chris Bell. He burned you for 26 points, 24 of which came on eight three-pointers, only about two of which you probably defended correctly. Uh, so, that you know, that was on the scouting report, Kevin. She said... They were able to make an adjustment at halftime, but uh, yeah, that's you know all those things lead to ultimately what is a Q three loss for NC State on a night where they picked up a Q one win, uh, but the Q three <laughs> loss is going to look that much worse for yeah. NC State. Wake Forest became a quad one win. By, by the way, <laughs> I like I know you and I weren't going to talk about this, but it's proof that the net rating is the dumbest formula ever because if you, Wake Forest jumped fourteen points, fourteen spots in the net. By beating a team that is, I would say, has a 20% chance of being an NCAA tournament at-large team. Pitt. They, and they somehow, yeah, at home. To do with, <laughs> yeah, but it has nothing to do with the, the, the margin of victory, right? That's, that's what we learned. <laughs> they won by 30-something. And all of a sudden, like, I, I heard this morning that Wake's 26 in the net. I'm like, how the heck did that happen? Anyway, uh, the uh, the net is a completely separate conversation. Can I, I want to ask you a big picture, because... I've been asked about this, and my my absolute honest opinion is that I haven't heard and felt much groundswell uh, of being anti-Kevin Keats. So is there something – I mean, there's always that, no matter how successful a coach is, there are always people who are crazy. Um, uh, is there a sense that Kevin Keats is losing support? I guess I don't feel it. Yeah, I mean, within the fan – I was going to say, within the fan base, you can certainly feel it. I mean, you know, obviously, if you if you log on to social media, you're going to see uh, swings one oh, yeah. way or the other. It's, it's mostly been, you know, negative uh, here lately. And the sense that I get is the fact that, you know, the fan base is kind of, you know, over this. Um, and I don't even know – I don't even know if there's any way to, to come back from it uh, unless you go 4-1 and one down the stretch or you go 5-0 and oh down the stretch and make the NCAA tournament. Uh, I mean, the expectations coming into this year were that NC State needed to make the NCAA tournament, and the expectations for you know a lot of NC State fans were, hey, we we need to get that one win, uh, at least one win, get to the round of 32, something Kevin Keith hasn't been able to accomplish at this point. You know, whether fair or unfair, that was the expectation coming into this year with the roster they had built, the talent they had, you know, the expectations for a guy like DJ Burns, DJ Horn, Casey Morsell, Jaden Taylor. Uh, and only one of those guys has really consistently lived up to those expectations right. this year. I mean, you know, so, you know, some of it is on the players and, and their struggles. 
Uh, and, you know, a lot of it is, is put on the shoulders of Kevin Keats because he's the head coach. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I, there, there seems like there is still a way back from this potentially, but that, you know, comes with a lot of success. That comes with beating quality teams. And, and right now that's why the NC State fan base is, is so down on Kevin Keats is because when those big moments have happened, the team hasn't typically stepped up to the plate for those. Corey Smith, Pack Pride, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show at Corey R. Smith on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, like I always feel that from fans, but I for for some reason it feels very different to me this year about about Keats. And here's the thing: and while I would not have called a timeout, and there is a because I do think that a lot of these things are tied to DJ Burns, and and I don't think there should be an obligation. Uh, to use him as much as they are using him uh, b- because of NIL. I do know he came back, and there's obviously uh, he had a very good year last year, kind of surprisingly good year last year, and he's a fun personality, and all of that translated into NIL dollars, but there shouldn't be a, an obligation to play him. Um, and I know Kevin Keats is trying to kind of do offense-defense substitutions, but... One thing I noticed was that Syracuse did not call a timeout with about 35 seconds left and let Kadir Copeland work from the right wing. And ultimately, they set a screen with DJ Burns' man, and Burns was forced to come over and help defense. And it was an, an easy call for a foul, put Copeland at the line who made two free throws. And it was because they didn't call a timeout that... Burns was stuck on the court. If if Syracuse had called a timeout, I'm going to guess that Kevin Keats would have taken Burns off the floor, right? So he yeah. he's such a liability defensively. I wouldn't have called a timeout if I were uh, if I were Keats. Although they they got a good play. I don't I don't know why uh, O'Connell waited so long to pass the ball to DJ Horn, the good DJ. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that, that was exactly what they did against Clemson. Uh, so, you know, you, you have evidence to say, hey, maybe uh, you just let them uh, free flow attack and, and, you know, you got 14 seconds left, see what you get. Uh, but, you know, there didn't seem to be that sense of urgency getting back up the court. There didn't seem to be, you know, a drive to, hey, we're, we're going to go in, go, you know, get a quick two and, and then, you know, try to not foul in the next possession. It was, hey, we're going to set up for this last possession and, uh, you know, to, to Keith's credit, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are, are critical on him. You get on Twitter, X, whatever. Right. Very critical of him uh, not being able to draw up plays. He draws up a play, you know, an elevator screen that gives uh, DJ Horn the opportunity at an outside three uh, with about nine seconds left to go off of that pass from Michael O'Connell. Uh, and if he doesn't get it, to dish it inside to DJ Burns. Syracuse also has these things called scholarship players. <laughs> Um, and they just so happened to defend DJ Horn pretty right. well once he got the ball in his hands. 
and, you know, and collapse on DJ Burns because they assume either one of those guys are going to be the two they're going to try to hit the last shot. So they went all out, uh, and, it you know, it led to NC State not being able to get the final shot there. And, uh, you know, I mean, for better or worse, uh, you know, you would have loved to see maybe a foul call there. Uh, it seemed like I mean, it, it could have been on, on DJ Horn at the end. Uh, yeah, but, it could have been. You know, yeah, but if we're, I mean, if we're being quite honest with ourselves, like we're talking about end of game moments, we're talking about all this down the stretch. None of this happens if NC State plays defense in the first half, right? Uh, and it's not a fifty-five to forty game at halftime, and they're clawing back and and not able to hit shots down the stretch. It's just. There was a lot of things that went wrong for NC State, and I just I still go back to you know the first half defense allowing a team to shoot 69 percent, 74 percent from three point range uh, in the first half. You're, you're not going to win games that way. Yeah, and, Ke- and Ke- Kevin even said it after the game. It's like um, I don't I don't know why we didn't guard him, uh, but it, it on the scouting report, Chris Bell has to be at the top of it. Hey, don't let number four shoot threes. Because he was not only their best in terms of percentage, but he he shoots more than six a game. So he's their most frequent three point shooter. He's the guy you can't leave. He I can't even tell you how many times. Well, you know, you would you <laughs> watched the game too, probably a lot more closely than I did. Uh, so he was open all first half. Clearly, they got to him in the second half because he wasn't as open. It was, and then it was the Judah Mint show. Uh, in the second half, and he was dynamite. He's a great player, too. Uh, you're right. Syracuse does yeah. have uh, scholarship players. Uh, but, man, it's uh, it's it, this is a roller coaster I don't want to be on. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com yeah the one thing i was going to say is keith actually did make a strong second half adjustment putting uh actually put mo tiara uh the you know the four uh, out there and and had him defend bell yeah. uh, and then dennis parker when dennis parker jr got some minutes last night he put him on on bell as well um and both those guys very good defenders uh, it did lead to some drives inside judah mintz uh, you know, and they, they kind of relied on the inside shot. They only took two three-pointers in the entire second half because NC State took that shot away for them. Uh, but, again, you know, some of it is on coaching and not doing it earlier yeah. in the first half, not trying something else out because, uh, man, whatever you were doing early on just clearly was not working on the defensive end uh, against Chris Bell. And, you know, again, you know, it led to uh, some other guys being able to create at the end of the game. Uh, but, man, you know, if they, if they had limited what he did uh, and at least went in – you know, the first half with a maybe beating five points down, seven points down, yeah. as opposed to fifteen points down. Uh, it's a different ball game there at the end of the game. Yeah, and 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 yet, I you got to give him credit, and I give Kevin Keats credit for this too. Is that this is not the first time this year they fought back, and they had the lead. All right, they had the they had the lead. What was it, eighty two, eighty one on uh, a couple of Ben Middlebrooks free throws with uh, five and a half, or was it no no three twenty one left. They took the lead. It, miraculously, even after the five-point possession for Syracuse, State fought back again and took the lead. We've seen that from them this year. So there is a, there is a tenacity about them that I appreciate. 
Uh, but yeah, you got to be better. Uh, you got to be better earlier in games. Corey Smith, Pack Pride, uh, at Corey R. Smith on Twitter. I thank you very much for your time, man. Uh, appreciate it, and we'll talk very soon. More, uh, more frequently uh, now that you you pointed out uh, my uh, my problem. <laughs> No, well, uh, you know, spring football will be starting up soon. Uh, and, uh, you know, there will be plenty of talk here probably at the end of the season, depending on what NC State does, because obviously they still have two games left against Duke and Carolina. So uh, those are ones that, you know, the fan base will get up for. And I'm sure you know, if they win those, either one of those, uh, it's a, it's, you're talking about a different uh, resume for NC State. So as, as down as things are right now, there's still a chance to turn things around. You just have to start doing it. That's, that's the thing. If they win either of those games, I will be mad. I'm like not not mad that they won the games. I'll be mad retroactively at some of the losses. It yeah, will exactly. It will exactly. make it will make me mad. Corey Smith, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Adam. Have a good one. You got it.